Inflation. It's at an almost 20-year high, impacting, of course, everything from groceries to fuel and so much more. So we thought we'd take a bit of a deeper dive into exactly what inflation is, what drives it, and once it's here, is it here to stay? David McDonald is with the Canadian Centre for Policy Alternatives. He's a senior economist there, and he joins us now here on Global News Radio. David, good afternoon. Welcome back to the program. Oh, thanks for having me. All right. Let's start, if we could, just maybe with a simple definition, because inflation has been in the news and the headlines so much lately. Is inflation, David, is it just rising prices? Is it as simple as that? I mean, I suppose it's as simple as that. Uh, I mean, the, the, what we measure inflation by in Canada is called the Consumer Price Index. And so it's the prices that consumers face, not necessarily uh, businesses, and weighted as the average consumer buys them. Uh, and so there's a part for rent and there's a part for mortgages, even though people aren't going to have a rent and mortgage at the same time. It's the average amount. There's amount for children's shoes, uh, but the weight of the change in the price of children's shoes is much less than the weight for the change in uh, rent, for instance. Uh, and so you create this standard basket uh, that the average quote-unquote household in Canada uh, would buy over the course of uh, a year. Um, and then you track the prices for each one of the individual pieces in that basket. Um, and so, the, you know, depending on what level you're looking at, it's about 200 different prices, broad price levels that are being tracked. And so some of them are going to go up, some of them are going to go down, some of them are going to go nowhere. And the the average of all of those price changes, you know, weighted by how much we buy of them, that's how we get to the CPI figure, uh, the consumer price index. And that's usually what we refer to when we refer to inflation. Okay, so what's the reason for inflation and the rate of inflation that we're seeing right now? Why are we seeing it now? Why is it so high? Yeah, so there's there's four big categories that are really driving inflation in Canada at this point. Uh, the most recent month that we have of data is October, uh, where we saw inflation of 4.6% or 4.7%. Um, that is compared to October of last year. And that's relatively high. Usually you'd want to ex- you'd expect inflation at about 2%. So it's sort of twice, more than twice the level we'd, we'd usually see. There's, there's four big categories that are really driving it. And once you take out those four big categories and sort of recalculate the overall basket of goods, then you're very close to 2% again. Um, that's which isn't to say inflation isn't happening. It's just to say that it's very focused in these key categories. The biggest of which is um, energy costs. Uh, this is primarily the cost of gasoline, but it also includes things like um, uh, home heating oil as well as natural gas to heat your house. Uh, we've seen big increases there. Um, you take out that little piece of it alone uh, and you shave uh, 1.3% off of the 4.6%, which is the headline figure. So it's a huge part of why uh, prices are so much higher is because gas prices are so much higher in large part. Uh, second biggest category is home purchases. So this is a part of the uh, the CPI. Now, people don't purchase homes very often. But when they do, it's a big expense. Uh, and so that's baked into this CPI figure. Huge increases in home prices. Uh, across the country during the pandemic uh, as a result of very low interest rates, a lot more investors in the market buying houses and then renting them out, uh, in addition to people moving to places where there's more space. Uh, and so that's the second biggest category. Uh, the third one is purchase of new vehicles. Uh, this is related to the chip shortage. And so because companies can't get these specific microchips that run the backup camera on the car and run the infotainment system in the car, they can't sell the car or the truck. And so as a result, you slow down production, you don't have many cars uh, to, to put out, and so you don't offer the same kind of discounts that you might have offered 
two or three years ago. Uh, and the final category is a subcategory of food. So it's certainly true that the price of food is going up, that basket, but it's primarily due to the price of meat. Uh, so if you take meat out, then you see a pretty moderate increase in, house, in the price of food. But you put meat back in, and that's where you're seeing this big increase in food prices. Uh, and, and meat here in particular, uh, this is beef, and chicken, and processed uh, meat, which is really driving up uh, the overall price of the basket of foods. And there's a couple of reasons for the food, for the, the meat price increases in particular. Uh, this is a very concentrated industry uh, in terms of the uh, processing capacity. So there's only basically three plants in Canada that process all of the beef for the country. Uh, two of them are owned by Cargo, uh, which recorded record profits this year. And so you've got a very uh, you know, bottlenecked industry that goes through a particular area and producing, producing record profits uh, for the companies that, that happen to be in the center, um, but also creating uh, much higher prices for consumers at the other end. Mm-hmm. And so those are the big categories. Yeah, uh, so we look at those, sorry, those four big uh, categories, David. Let me ask you, uh, you know, energy, food, housing prices, uh, vehicles, but uh, eventually does inflation spread? Are we starting to see it now in uh, other sectors? Uh, is it broadening out? Yeah, so this is the possibility. I mean, this, in this particular commodities that might trigger other issues. So, you know, if the price of gas remains high, and any, anything that has to be shipped around the country or shipped overseas, um, the costs of moving those goods to you, to your house, to your grocery store, um, will, will go up or could go up, or they could be baked into those prices. And so, I mean, that piece in particular, uh, I think, could, could lead to other inflation where you're just increasing the cost of moving goods around. You know, if we move out those key four areas and we just look at the, the other, you know, 200-ish prices, we see that they're back at around 2%, which is sort of where you'd expect them in a growing economy. Um, and so we're not seeing this spread to the rest of the commodities or the, the rest of the prices that consumers pay at this point. It's possible that that will happen. It's certainly possible. Um, and sort of the, the price of oil, I think, is one of those areas where you'd see that. You know, home prices, home prices uh, as well as car prices, that's potentially something a little bit less likely to spread to other areas of the economy. Home prices are going to be limited to that that area. I mean, car prices, depending if you're shipping goods with, you know, passenger cars, I mean, that might increase your cost. But it's really the, the cost of oil and gasoline that has the potential to spread to the rest of the economy, I think. Sure. And let me ask you, once inflation is here and at these levels, and it seems like everywhere we turn right now as uh, consumers, everything's costing us a little bit, if not a lot more. Once inflation is here, is it here generally to stay? Well, I mean, potentially there's an instructive lesson here. I don't know if you remember the lumber prices that they skyrocketed in the spring. Yeah. Uh, people thought lumber prices were going to be up forever. It's going to drive the price of new houses up through the roof because they require a lot of lumber and so on. Uh, and then uh, the supply chain kinks got worked out. Uh, the mills got back up to capacity and produced a lot more lumber. Um, and so the price of lumber then plummeted over the course of the, the summer and, and early fall um, so that now it's back down to where you'd expect it to be. Um, now, and maybe this is an instructive lesson. Now, now the price of, of lumber per se isn't part of the CPI, except insofar as wooden furniture is actually one of the things we purchase, and it is part of the CPI. Um, and so you see the price of wooden furniture uh, go up to you know 14% growth year over year uh, in May and June, and then drop back down to closer to 2% now. And so that you know supply chain issues can be worked out. The price of energy 
can moderate and can even go down. I mean, the price of gas recently has been down slightly, although we're not going to see that in the November figures that are going to come out next week. All right. Listen, uh, David, got to leave it there uh, for now, but to be continued for sure, because we'll be talking about this well into 2022, but uh, really instructive and really appreciate your time and your expertise this afternoon. Sure thing. Thanks for having me. David McDonald is with the Canadian Centre for Policy Alternatives. Hi, it's Shauna, and I might be a bad parent because my kids think french fries are vegetables. Hey, it's Ryan, and I might be a bad parent because I went out for wings when my wife was in the hospital after giving birth. Johnny here. I might be a bad parent because in my house, the tooth fairy gives pocket change. But we're not alone. Len emailed us and said his six-year-old daughter's Tarzan moment going from love seat to lazy boy by curtains made him more proud than any dance (laughs) recital. And Andy left his two-year-old at the rink. All right, guys, I'm sure we're not alone, like Andy's kid. (laughs) For stories and confessions like this, make sure you check out our podcast. It's called Bad Parents, and it's available wherever you get your podcasts. I left a glove at the rink.